Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Mills Goose, and with me... Dusty Parker Shadow. What's going on? We're still uh, new to this video thing, trying to figure it out. You guys let us know. If you love it, hate it, uh, tired of seeing us already, (laughs) need us to go back to audio only, or if this is working well, let us know. Um, It's been cool um, growing this podcast over the past year with you. Yeah, we really started um, interviewing people and kind of changing up the format. Um, Thirteen months ago, wow, you know. Uh, so, anyway, the thing I really wanted to talk about today is death. Sometimes we get asked. I've probably been asked about two dozen times. Um, why do we have skulls so much? Why do we have so many skulls on our stuff? Yeah, and. Um, you guys can't see it right now, although it's in a lot of our old podcast photos, but I'm staring at a camera right now. I'm I'm staring at a wall right now, sorry, with a massive flag with a skull on it. Yeah. Right? And uh, and it's the it's the picture uh that's on our coin right there. Our coin. Boom. Looks good in the firelight. We have a skull on our coin, the men's alliance challenge coin that our guys um, who have memorized our creed carry around. We have a skull on it and it says isolation is terminal. And then I'm looking at your t-shirt and it's got a skeleton on it, right? Yeah. You're wearing the barbarian ambassador and, and, um, and it's a, it's a skeleton holding a sledgehammer wearing and a, a Bible <laughs> smoking a cigar. And he's got a top hat on. He's all things yeah. barbarian and ambassador. <laughs> And and when we came out with that, people well, people asked a lot about the the coin. Why are we putting a skull on it? Yeah, and we got it on the flag. Then with that shirt, it really went over the top. I yeah. think. And even right here, it seems like people either love it or hate it. Tribe coffee. Yeah, we've got our skull, same right. skull from the coin. Yeah. So we got skulls everywhere and skeletons everywhere. So people have been asking, what is the deal with that? Yeah. What is the deal with um? with with our obsession with skulls so i thought we'd talk about it we need to unpack it a little bit because they're cool yeah first of all (laughs) uh if you're asking that question we're probably not going to be friends (laughs) (laughs) if you don't understand just that they're awesome in the first place uh but no i really wanted to um go into some of the the deeper meanings right um so a couple months ago Getting ready for our Stephen Mansfield podcast. Yeah. I was reading his newest book called uh, Men on Fire. Great book. Check it out if you haven't. And he's got a section in there um, that just, I had already been thinking about this topic and we need to do a podcast on it. He's got a section in his book that just hit me. I was like, this is it. Um, So we're calling this podcast today Memento Mori. And 
he had a section in his book called Memento Mori as well. And that's, of course, Latin. I know that you're, you already knew that. It's, you're fluent. I'm fluent in Latin, yeah. And, um, and it means remember death. That's basically what it means. Um, but it, it has this, this connotation to it of things that make me remember death. Um, so something can be a memento mori. It's a thing that reminds us of our own mortality, our own death. And so um, it's big in music, yeah. art, any, any, any movies, any type of imagery that just reminds us of, of our own mortality. So your challenge coin is a memento mori because mm. it reminds you um, of your own death. It reminds you that we're all going to die. Even our creed, I was thinking about this, preparing for this podcast today, our creed is a memento mori in its line about legacy, right? Faithfulness to family and devotion to God will be my legacy, right? Right, And so that's talking about what we leave behind after we die. And even just the the phrase finish strong, finishing, that, that means death as well. Mm. When, when you're finished, right, um, that's the end of this life on this earth, right? So that's just a little bit about what a memento mori is. Um, we carry them around in our pockets um, as reminders of our own mortality. But I want to talk about a guy I got to tell you, tell you listeners, you tribesmen about a dude, a dude who lived a long time ago, uh, named Jerome. So I am just gonna just own this. I'm just right here on Wikipedia, right? <laughs> I am not a, I'm not an expert on, uh, St. Jerome, but I've been reading about him, uh, because it got me started from the Stephen Mansfield book. So Men on Fire, he talks about Jerome, and this is where I really got interested. And I was like, this is like one of our dudes. If Jerome was around today, he would he would be loving the Barbarian Ambassador shirt. Sure, sure. So check this out. For those of you that haven't heard of this guy, Jerome, he's um, sometimes referred to as Jerome of Striden or St. Jerome. Uh, if maybe you grew up um, uh, Catholic, you've probably heard of him as St. Jerome. He's the guy who translated the Bible into Latin. That's a pretty big deal to be known for. I did that once. Yeah. And uh, and, and so before then, um, like the, the Latin version of the Old Testament that they had had been translated from the Greek version. So it was like a copy of a copy. Yeah. And he learned Hebrew. So that he could go back to the original Hebrew, uh, Jewish, um, what we would call the Old Testament, and translate it straight from Hebrew into Latin. So really smart dude. Wanted to skip the Greek and go to the original when he made his Latin um, translation. It was called the Latin Vulgate. Then he moved to Jerusalem and um, and translated the New Testament uh, from its Greek into Latin. So that's kind of who he was. He lived um, uh, in the 4th century, uh, 342 
is when they estimate he was born. They're not really sure, 342 to 347, um, and then died around 420. Um, but here's what's cool about Jerome. If you guys look him up, if you Google Jerome, St. Jerome, look him up on Wikipedia, his first picture, and we'll throw some of these in the show notes, First, there's a lot of paintings made of him. He's, he was so famous. First painting you see of him on Wikipedia is um, he's sitting at his desk with a stack of papers, manuscripts, doing his writing, um, and he's got a skull sitting on his desk with his hand on it. Yeah. And and in most of the paintings that I've been looking through, the majority, if you have skulls in them, if you find a painting of Jerome without a skull, that's the exception, not right. the rule. Um, in fact, the the one of the famous ones is called Jerome in his study, and he's got his his hand on a skull. And then one of my favorite ones, uh, it's called Saint Jerome Writing, uh, painted by a, a uh, man named Caravaggio. Probably messed that up. Caravaggio in sixteen oh seven, and it's in Saint John's Cathedral in Malta, and um, it's just an epic looking picture of a dude at work with a skull sitting on his desk. Here's what I learned from Mansfield is that Jerome, when he um, would go walking into town, when he was running errands, when he was um, going about the marketplace, he took a skull with him. It didn't just stay on his desk and he actually had it tied and um, drug it on a couple foot long rope uh, tied to his ankle. That's very bold. Wait, where did he get this skull from? <laughs> it looks like maybe he had a lot of these too. Wait, where is he giving you out digging up graves? Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. one of the things I uh, learned reading about Jerome is that he didn't convert to Christianity um, until he was an adult. And in his college years in Rome, he was actually um, a bit of a ladies' man. Says he had a bit of a wildlife. I can't imagine what Rome was like oh, in the fourth century, but uh, I'm sure it was, you know, um, pretty difficult for a young man. Yeah. Um, and so basically, you know, he he went out. He was very promiscuous. A um, lot of sexual escapades. Um, and I'm like, man, if we're reading about this in 2023, man, it must have been pretty heavy yeah. to have gotten documented and lasted this many years. But afterwards, the day after he would do this, he would be so overcome with guilt that he would literally go walking into the catacombs in Rome and he would walk amongst the the dead and the bones of the deceased in these catacombs. And when I when I hear about catacombs and read about, I'm always picturing in my mind uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I'm thing. picturing Harrison Ford yeah. underneath the streets of oh, Venice. Ark of the No, is that Ark of the Covenant? The the one where he's in Venice yeah. and he makes like the um, yeah. I think that was our no, no, no. It's no. Uh, it was the Last Crusade. Yeah, Last yeah, Crusade with Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm picturing Jerome. He's walking through something like that, right? Where there's like bones. There's like these etchings into the wall where yeah. where skeletons have been put. These catacombs. 
So he probably grabbed a couple yeah. souvenirs and so. some paperweights. Good. Some paperweights to put yeah. on his desk, right? Tie I'll I'll tie this one to my ankle. Yeah. So he was known for reminding himself of death and memento mori. He would go walk through the catacombs and remind himself that this life is not permanent and and he's not gonna live forever. And he needed to he knew this even before he converted to Christianity. Uh he was like, I need to make some changes. He sounds like a total men's alliance guy because we've all screwed up. We've all messed up. We've all felt that guilt. And then we've known, you know what? I need to do something different. I need to make some changes. But anyway, that's probably where he got his skulls. Right. Walking through these catacombs. So again, we, we've got this guy, you know, brilliant theologian translating the Bible into Latin, got skulls on every desk wears one tied around his ankle to remind himself that death is always one step behind him. Um, I just think that's an awesome memento Mori. Yeah. There's been <clears throat> this fascination with skulls did not just start with you and me. Right. Apparently Jerome was fascinated with them yeah. as well. There's something about seeing it, right? Because you think about it, we've all got one. We've all got a skull. Uh, yeah. It, but it's still a shocking thing when you see it because it's devoid of life. There's no eyes. There's no skin. Right. That's just the bones, but that's what we all are underneath. So I think that it's a very powerful piece of symbolism. And um, and I want to talk about the, the, the authors of the Bible that felt the same way, right? So uh, we were looking up some different verses that dealt with this. And the one that came right to my mind whenever I think of like, uh, what does the Bible say about death or a Bible verse about death? Um, it's Paul writing in Corinthians and first uh, Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 15. Uh, the whole thing is about the resurrection, death and resurrection. What comes out of the ground is very different from what went into the ground. Yeah. And he uses the example of a seed. Right, and he said the crop that comes up out of the ground does not in any way resemble the seed that went into the ground. Right, and so he's saying the the spiritual bodies that we're going to have after the resurrection will not resemble these bodies that are but a seed that get buried in the ground. Mm. And I think that's pretty amazing. He ends chapter fifteen by saying, "Where, O death, is your victory?" Where, old oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I love that, right? He, we're, not, um, we're not a part of a faith tradition that, um, that is squeamish about death. Yeah. Right, we're a part of a faith tradition that uh, very much addresses it, stares it right in the eye, says and laughs, and laughs, and <laughs> and because we believe in the resurrection, in right. an afterlife, right? Um, one of the elements I like about skulls too is just how similar it makes us all. You know, if if we both, you know. We're able to take our skulls out of our heads and set them down on the table. It's like, would you be able yeah. to tell us apart? You know, they, I'm sure they'd be pretty similar. Yeah. All skulls kind of look similar. So it's kind of like us as men, we're all kind of just a reminder that we're all pretty similar. You know, there's not that we're, we're all kind of in this together. You know, nobody's skull has great hair. 
Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind of hair you've got or color skin. Yeah. You know, like right. there's no black skulls and white skulls. Right. There's just skulls. Yeah. Right. So I get what you're saying. That's yeah. definitely true. Um, one of the verses that we were looking at uh, uh, was in Ecclesiastes 7. So um, before we started recording this, uh, Shadow and I were reading different translations different versions of Ecclesiastes 7. Um, I want to read you guys the first couple verses from a contemporary English version. It says, A good reputation at the time of death is better than loving care at the time of birth. Think about that. That's pretty heavy. A good reputation at the time of death, that's the legacy that you leave behind, is better than loving care at the time of birth. It's better to go to a funeral than to attend a feast. Yeah. Funerals remind us that we all must die. Yeah. Now that's Ecclesiastes seven, one through two from contemporary English version. Uh, read it from, uh, yeah. The translation you were using. My favorite translation, uh, is the new living translation. So I'll do one through four. A good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume, and the day you die is better than the day you are born. Better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. After all, everyone dies, so the living should take this to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for sadness has a refining influence on us. A wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Read four again. A wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. There you go. Right here. A wise person thinks a lot about death. Right. Right. Um, And I think that that's captured in our shirt that you're wearing, in our creed. Yeah. We have um, in our our challenge coin. We do think a lot about death, right? And I don't think... um, that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, Ecclesiastes tells us that there's something wise about that. So, you know, guys, as, um, as you wear that barbarian ambassador shirt or as, <clears throat> or as, um, you know, people see your challenge coin, uh, it's a great opportunity when people say, why a skeleton, why do you have a skeleton on your shirt? Yeah. What kind of organization is that? Oh, well, it's a great reminder of how we're all going to die. Yeah. And this life is just temporary. And man, that, what a great opener to a conversation. Right. Um, so that kind of leads us into why is this important? Yeah. See, the fire just died. Everything died. <laughs> the fire died. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Ecclesiastes 7, I was just keep reading. Like, it's dropping a lot of truth. So check that out. It's a good one. For sure. So. <clears throat> We, we, we can use it as a door opener, right? Mm-hmm. As a conversation starter um, to why is this important? Well, it's important because it gets us thinking about the legacy that we're going to leave and where we're going to go and where we're going to spend eternity. And, you know, as, as, as Christians, we believe that every single person is immortal, yeah. right? We're all going to live forever. It's just a matter of where yeah. this life is temporary. Um, when 
when this body goes into the grave, man, we're already somewhere else, right? This is just like a shell that we're inhabiting for a few short years. But it's the decisions we make here in this life that impact and determine where we spend eternity, right? Yeah. Um, I love I love how he says it in uh, Gladiator, right? What the whatever we do in this life echoes through eternity. Um, and that's, that's true. That's actually not just a good movie line. That's Christian theology. Right. Right. And so guys, I'll just, you know, tell you if this is something where you're not sure about where you're going to spend eternity, right. There's a great way for you to actually know, right. Um, all through the new Testament, read the book of Romans, read the book of John. Uh, it gives us assurance that we can actually know where we're going to spend eternity. Um, and of course, that's by believing in our heart that Christ is Lord, right? And putting our trust in Jesus Christ for our salvation, right? His payment on the cross was for us. That was his payment for our sin. And and that's what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. Um, and that's the good news. The good news is that even though all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the payment for sin is death, separation from God for eternity and hell, even those, those two things are true. And that's the bad news. The good news is that Christ, Jesus Christ paid the debt for us. And all we have to do to receive it, like the famous verse, John three sixteen says, whoever believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. Right. right? And so that's the good news. That's the, the bright side to why thinking about death and why dragging a skull around um, and having one on your desk and having one on your coin and having one on your shirt, that's not depressing. That's not bad news. That's a reminder that this world is temporary, that death is coming for us all, but that need not make us uh, sad or depressed, right? right? Our reaction should be like Paul's, where old death is your sting? Yeah. You know, good. where's your victory? Um uh, because Christ already won that victory. He already overcame death and the grave when he died for us. So I just wanted to make this short kind of a podcast here to kind of unpack um, why the skulls? Yeah. Why the skeletons? Um, what other thoughts do you have on this, Shadow? Man, I don't know. I was just, everything. I think you pretty much said it all. <clears throat> you know, I love the um, this quote from uh winston churchill this is awesome and you being a you being a singer yeah you'll probably understand this even more (laughs) Uh, but uh churchill said when the notes of life ring false men should correct them by referring to the tuning fork of death yeah you know shakespeare wrote a lot about death there's poems about death there's movies about it there's quotes about it there's verses about it um, imagery with skulls has never gone out of fashion. Yeah. Right. Um, as humans, one thing we all know is death. We've talked about it, um, on this podcast recently by doing the, um, the war stories about doing death together. Right. And, and it's coming for us all. It's all around us, right? We're all losing loved ones. We're all going to die ourselves one day. And it's important for us to know where we're going and to not be afraid of it, but to be ready to embrace it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just love how it's on our coin. Um, just the whole, you know, thought of isolation as terminal. So again, it's a constant reminder of that's what that's what happens when you stay isolated. You know, you it, it'll kill you like a slow death. So it's good to just be, you know, walking around with that constant reminder of isolation as terminal. So don't be isolated. Get out there to your tribe. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to end this today with just a quote from a um, Native American named Tecumseh. And um, he wrote this piece about death. He said, so live your life that the fear of death can never enter your heart. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. When you arise in the morning, give thanks for the food and for the joy of living. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies only in yourself. When it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. Wow. I think that's how we ought to all live our lives yeah. and embrace the fact that death is coming for us all and to prepare to die well. Yeah. So the shadow simple answer is when somebody says, why the skulls? You say, because wise men think about death. There you go. Wise men Look think about up. death. Yeah. Ecclesiastes 7. Yeah. All right, man. See you around the fire. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, but you're not in a tribe in Men's Alliance, you need to register for our Start the Fire weekend. Men's Alliance Start the Fire weekend is November 10th through 11th here in Richmond, Virginia, and it's going to give you everything you would get in a Men's Alliance tribe experience packed into a weekend. It's going to be outdoors, tribal, rugged, and real with workouts, hammers, tires, and fires. You're going to get a call sign. You're going to get a chance to earn your challenge coin. It's going to be an incredible time. You will leave here a better leader. Absolutely guarantee you that. Listen, we're not just going to be indoors listening to a speaker buying his book. We're going to be outside sharpening one another to be the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. Go to our website, mensalliancetribe.com slash start the fire. Register today to lock in your place at Start the Fire Weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Men's Alliance podcast. Find your tribe at mensalliancetribe.com, or maybe you're the man to start one in your area. And send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon.